Okay, everybody, welcome to another Ignite Visibility University. Today, I am so excited because I have Jenny Silva here today, our Senior Director of Amazon. Jenny, how are you doing today? Doing great. Happy Friday, John. Yeah, happy Friday. Happy to have you here. Excited about the conversation. And also Samantha Blush, who is our Senior Amazon Strategist. Samantha, how are you? Doing really well. Thanks, John. Awesome. So we're going to get into some great stuff today. We're going to talk about what does it mean to be retail ready on Amazon. We're going to talk about what metrics to focus on that matter the most. We're going to talk about a cost and does it even matter anymore. We're going to talk about AI in Amazon. We're going to talk about all the different ways that you can advertise on Amazon, DSP and sponsor display ads. That's a lot of stuff. So this is going to be a jam-packed interview where we're going to get into all the most important stuff on Amazon. And it's going to be in a casual conversation format. By the end of this, you're going to learn a lot. We're really excited to be chatting about this here today. So Jenny, let's start with kind of the basics a little bit. So what does it really mean to be retail ready on Amazon? What does it mean to be like just getting set up? What are some of those important things? Talk us through that a little bit. Yeah, and so that's a great question. And retail ready is a term that Amazon likes to use to basically say if that brand is prepared and ready to sell on Amazon to what Amazon considers as being retail ready. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, and so one of the big things with Amazon now is they're really pushing having you looking like a brand on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that you are showing that brand, you, you know, being there on Amazon. So some of the main things are going to be, you know, are your listings fully optimized and to Amazon's likings? There are a lot of components that are involved in that. So we wanna make sure we have strong optimized titles that really highlight what that product is that you're looking to sell and making sure that we're not doing anything that's like keyword stuffing, throwing in too many words within the titles. Um, and then on top of that, we're gonna wanna make sure that all of our bullet points are fully optimized as well as the descriptions. So some of, those are gonna be some of the main points um, within the listings. And then through those titles, bullet points and descriptions, we wanna make sure that we're really highlighting the unique selling points that that product is truly like showing what's better than that you're doing than your competition. And then on top of that, making sure that our images are really highlighting what that product is, showing in some lifestyle imagery, and then a great kind of hack that you can do is making sure that we're throwing in just, um, you can do text over text overlay on the imagery as well. So that's a quick, easy win if you know maybe your product is a certain size and there's a lot of people that are returning it because that product is a lot bigger than they thought, you can easily just go in and throw in the sizing of the image. And then on top of that, um, some of the other features too, but this is something that you have to be if you are brand registered on Amazon, um, you get what's called A plus content, as well as utilizing the brand stores. So those are free features that are with Amazon. If you have a trademark and you register it through the brand registry. And so this is going to be a great way to really show your brand with the store, as well as the A plus content. It's the only place on Amazon where you can truly like customize it and make it your own. Um, so really making sure that all those key components are ready to go, as well as things like making sure that you're winning the buy box and other factors like that. That's mm -hmm. really going to make sure that your brand is ready to go in what we consider retail ready. 
That's really well said. And, and, you know, I just find that when we're auditing accounts and I'm looking at the two of you who are, who are looking at accounts, you know, we're seeing that most of, especially the bigger companies, they're not putting in the time to fully optimize these listings and leaving, you know, so much money on the table. And another thing that they're not looking at is they're not really looking at the right metrics. And, and so Samantha, I wanted to just spend a second on that. What are some of the most important metrics that you need to be looking at for the best performance on Amazon? What do you look at? Yeah, so historically, a lot of brands have looked at a cost or advertising cost of sale. So how much is it costing you to get that sale with your advertising? Um, while it's a helpful metric, I think it stops short in showing you the full picture of what you're doing on Amazon. If you're a seller, you have insight into your total revenue. So being able to add your advertising costs to your organic costs. And so when we kind of take that bigger picture metric into account, we look at total ACOS or tacos, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and so that shows us it's your spend divided by your total sales. So it shows you how much you need to spend to get that total revenue. And I think that's a, a more important metric for, for some of these larger brands that we're, we're working with and we're auditing their accounts. Um, it's focusing on ACOS really kind of makes you hone in specifically on advertising. And not all advertising is going to be efficient. A lot of what we do is upper funnel where mm -hmm. we you know, quite a bit of wasted spend because it's all about that brand awareness. So that's why we like to focus on tacos. Um, some other important metrics that are a little bit newer are NTB or new to brand. And those you can only see with sponsored brand ads on the ad console account. So um, basically what that means, new to brand, what it represents is that someone that buys your product, they're buying your product for the first time within the last 12 months. So that's really insightful if you are working with a brand who is all about that brand awareness, trying to grow their presence on the Amazon site. That's a metric that we focus on a lot. You can also see that within the DSP portal, but I don't want to skip ahead too much. So those I think are some, <laughs> those I think are some really big metrics that we focus on. Obviously, there's click-through rate and conversion rate, and those are important as well. But I think kind of the biggest one that's important to us is tacos. I love that. Yeah, thanks for going into that. And you know, one of the things that that really kind of struck me is when we first started working together a while ago, you know, talking about all the different ways that you can advertise on Amazon. And 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 I just I don't think people realize it, you know. I mean, um without me going into it too deep, walk us through some of your favorite ways and some of the things that people don't realize that they can do. Samantha, why don't you start and then Jenny, you can piggyback on that one as well. Yeah, absolutely. So when we onboard a client, we have sort of three strategies that we'll look at. The first one is going to be sort of your, your most broad, what we call like a universal strategy. So that's really just focusing on the main ad units, which is your auto and your manual campaigns. Your auto campaigns means we're letting Amazon automatically place you where they see best fit. Manual means we can get more targeted with, you know, you know that you sell really well for... Uh, blender is your term. So we can plug that in and bid specifically on it. So it's a more targeted approach. Um, then we kind of move further down and we look at brand base. So that's when we're targeting specifically on your own branded terms, which is important because 
Amazon is so competitive. We want to make sure that we are protecting our own space. We can also utilize uh, defensive product targeting ads, which will kind of protect our detail pages from competitors, as well as offer the opportunity for those complementary um, and accessory purchases. So focusing, putting like a smaller accessory item on a big ticket item page to encourage that additional purchase. Um, and then moving on from that is our most advanced strategy, and that's where we're utilizing all of the ad types. So that's your auto, that's your manual, that's your product targeting, both offensive, going after other competitors and trying to steal the space on their detail pages, as well as defensive. And then we have um, retargeting sponsored display ads, as well as product targeting sponsored display ads. We also have sponsored brands, and there's a lot you can do with those as far as custom image sponsored brands, where we use more lifestyle-centric photos um, to showcase your products and how the consumer can use them, and then video sponsored brands. So that's what we work towards, is getting our clients to that last advanced stage and building out their full campaign structure so that they're utilizing all ad types. Sheesh. That's like so amazing how many different options that are in there. I mean, the strategy has got to be critical the way that you approach it so you don't spend money in the wrong area. You know, Jenny, talk to us a little bit about how you do that and, and how you look at setting up an Amazon strategy with all these amazing ad formats that Samantha just mentioned. Yeah. And so really what it comes down to is when we're talking to clients or people that are potentially looking to sell on Amazon, we want to really figure out, you know, what are going to be your main KPIs? What are going to be your main goals as a brand on Amazon? Because if we can understand where you're trying to get to, that's going to let us better understand how we want to allocate your budget, because not everyone can come to us and have, you know, 25, 35, 50K a month budget. Sometimes it's a little bit smaller. Sometimes it's higher up. So we want to make sure that what we're allocating the budget towards is really going to yield the strongest results. If you have a very large budget, then, you know, we can be incorporating or all the additional ad units here to make you successful. If it's a little bit smaller, we're going to start on the lower end side and really be working in the kind of beginning area um, where we're focusing more on like the sponsored product, sponsored brand area. And then from there, really being able to layer in the additional kind of ad units. One of the big areas that Sam talked about that's a little bit newer that we've been seeing amazing success with is going to be sponsored videos. Mm -hmm. Videos is becoming a lot you know, just in the whole digital area, video is huge. Um, so that's why Amazon has really layered in this component and we've been seeing great results here. So if you have strong videos as a brand, it's something we definitely recommend um, because now you're getting those videos seen on the SERP and then you can incorporate them in your A plus content, your stores, and then also in your listings. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that we can use those, but again, it comes to your budgets and then your goals. And then we can really create a strong strategy for you. Really well said. You know, one one of the things that, you know, and I, I like to just, I'm thinking about like the journey, like when we've been auditing some clients' accounts, we've been seeing there's huge amount of just even branded search in there. So people searching for their brand, other people advertising on their brand, selling things, you know, on their brand, um, on deviations, when in fact they should be getting their revenue. I'm talking about tens of thousands of searches a month. And so then I start thinking about, well, what's that, that journey look like? So I just want to go a little bit deeper. I mean, do you start with branded then go non-branded, then start going, um, you know, competitive, then start going, um, you know, a, a little bit more DSP, you know, sponsored products, remarketing. Is, is that kind of, is that something like that? Or is that how you think about it? It really just depends on 
we know how much advertising the client or the brand has done previously. If they're mm-hmm. brand new, we're going to start you most broad because we don't know how your products are going to perform. But if you've been advertising for two years and you're coming to us for a fresh start and a new perspective and experts in this field, we can start you with more of that brand and unbranded base or at the advanced strategy. Um, there's a lot of opportunity to take advantage of. So it really just depends on how much history we have. Every decision that we make is going to be based on the data. We want to make sure that we're, we're taking into account everything that you've previously done and applying that to our um, new advertising strategy moving forward. Mm-hmm. And to Sam's point too, you have to think about, you know, the Amazon shopper. When someone's coming to Amazon and they're shopping online, are they typically throwing in a brand name and searching that way, or are they searching for products? So that's where we really want to think about like what your product is, who the brand is, because yes, you do want to defend your brand. You want to make sure that other competitors are not showing up for when someone's searching for your brand name. However, you don't want to cannibalize some of your organic efforts there with your branded products. So that's why having a a good, healthy, I don't want to say balance because we don't want to split it 50-50, but you want to start to be really utilizing the unbranded because if you're only focused on branded, you're only going to be getting the shoppers that were already intentionally looking for your brand. When you start going after the unbranded terms and things like that, that's when you start getting more of those new to brands and start utilizing the new to brand measures and the metrics there to see like, okay, in the last year, how many people have actually found my brand that haven't purchased from me me before? Those can be new like lifetime customers that you've now attained based on a a non-branded search. Very interesting. Yeah, one of the things we do quite a bit is is these uh, branded versus organic studies. And if you're running ads on branded, how much does it cannibalize? No more organic. But one of the things I've loved that I've seen you've put together is when you've put together projections for clients on Amazon showing how much the ads and the general optimization will result in the organic lift. And I found uh, some of that uh, really, really cool and innovative. And I don't think things that other people are doing. I want to shift gears a little bit. We're talking a little bit about these different targeting abilities you know we're talking about some some cool stuff but one of the things i know people are really really excited about in general is artificial intelligence and machine learning and we have a solution for that that you two are very excited about jenny why don't you tell us a little bit about it and then and then samantha you can get in some some of the nuts and bolts if you like yeah and so Basically, when it comes to Amazon and advertising, it's almost becoming a necessity to be using a some sort of tech and some sort of machine learning or bid management software, as well as the you know plethora of different 3P tools that they have out there. These can really make you make your advertising go to the next level. Um, there's a lot of brands that have come to me and they've never used tech before, and they'll be asking, okay, how is my competition always ahead of me? They're always one step further, and it's typically because they're probably using some sort of tech some sort of way that they can really make sure that they're using that machine learning. But you also, what's important is having that human analysis as well. Um, There's never gonna be a 100% solution in terms of tech when it comes to Amazon. You wanna make sure that there's always like a person, somebody that has experience with Amazon to really look through and find what's going on with the tech and then make sure that the machine is working as well. So we do have our own in-house tech that we use here at Ignite. Um, but then we also have our full Amazon department team that works with our brands to make sure that they are successful with their advertising. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with everything Jenny just said. It's it's crucial that you have some sort of technology tool 
that is making automatic changes to your advertising. If you've got more than 10 products, that's not something that one person can manage themselves. They need that technology and they also need that expertise of someone like Jenny and myself who have been doing this for years on end and understand the ins and outs of Amazon to apply those best practices in addition to those changes that our tech can make. Yeah, the technology is amazing, and and then you know being able to kind of modify that um, is is very very important. But the artificial intelligence you know allows you to find the highest performers and then refine on that. But you know in addition to that, you know you need the creative, you need the messaging, right? And you know that's why it's great that our creative team and you both working together to, can create those things. And another thing that you need creative for is DSP. And I've, I have found that a lot of people aren't thinking DSP, but they should be. And some don't even know it exists because they're just focused on running a couple keywords and they're not really getting the return. And But, you know, there's a big universe out there. Talk to us a little bit about DSP. Um, Jenny, if you don't mind, maybe you could start on this one. Yeah, so DSP is stands for Demand Side Platform, and it's Amazon's, essentially it's their display network that they've had. And they've had it for quite some time now, but more and more people are starting to be aware of it, but they aren't fully understanding it or grasping it or using it when they should be. Um, so DSP is a new way that they can really market their brand and get out to Amazon, not just on Amazon, but on and off Amazon. And so that's really what makes it very enticing because now your ads are showing up not just on amazon.com, but also all of their other um, owned and operated sites, which they have thousands of them. Some things like IMDB, Forbes.com, and their Fire Stick TV as well. So you're now getting your ads showing up on all these different inventory units. And then on top of it, you're able to layer in all of Amazon's first party data. So that's truly what makes Amazon's DSP an a win for most brands is you're layering both together all of that inventory spots and places that your ads are showing up, plus the data, um, which a lot of other display networks out there, they're having like third party data. So it's not as clean and it's not as um, strong in terms of your targeting where Amazon's been for years collecting billions of data points mm -hmm. for all of their millions of prime shoppers, um, where now you're able to, you know, whether you're a brand selling on Amazon or you're selling off of Amazon, you can now target and get into your specific type of you know, consumer. Um, so that's what's nice with Amazon's DSP is you don't need to be selling on Amazon. You can be what they consider a non-endemic brand. So let's say maybe you are um, in the auto insurance company or um, car company. Amazon knows exactly what car is parked in your garage. They can go in there and target, like if you're looking for a car, if you recently bought something so specific as like, let's say a Honda or a Mercedes in the last six months, they know what that is. So now you're able to specifically target that consumer um, with potentially auto insurance, or if you're looking for something in that, that field, and now you're able to get right in front of them at the right time when it makes sense. And so that's what's so nice with Amazon's DSP is you have all of that functionality with it. And then there's you're, there's just so much that you can do with Amazon's DSP, whether you're a brand on it or not. It's really interesting. And, and Samantha, I want to hear from you on this, but you know, I, you know, I'm a prime member. Um, you know, I, I bought some protein powder the other day. Right. And, and then uh, I'm on Amazon and uh, on, on um, fire stick TV 
and I'm getting hit with DSP ads um, on, on TV. They got some data on me, right? Know my demographics. They can overlay that with other stuff. But, you know, Samantha, when, when you're thinking about it, I just want to give you the chance, you know, to, to respond, you know, what, what gets you excited about that? And, and do you really feel like, you know, in some cases it, it is good for people who aren't even selling on Amazon? I mean, it's kind of kind of exciting. You know, you, you think about that data and that advertising, it's, it's people even who aren't on Amazon should be using it, but also Amazon sellers. Tell us just a little bit about your insight on that and, and what do you think about it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we know that at least if not more than half of all U.S. households are Prime members. So mm-hmm. you're tapping into a huge audience base that you just otherwise would not have access to. So I think it's essential if you are selling on Amazon, but also if you're not selling on Amazon and you're looking for growth because of that reach that you can get. Um, So the biggest way that I think about DSP for selling on, you know, if you're existing and you're selling on Amazon is typically in your account, you can see the number of clicks that you're getting um, and the sessions that you're getting on your detail pages. And almost always the the number of orders that you get never close to compares the number of sessions and the number of eyeballs, people that are seeing your page. So really you're leaving a ton of opportunity on the table because of that, um, you know, the discrepancy in the amount of people that are seeing you and not buying from you. So what DSP allows you to do is it allows you to re-engage with those consumers as an existing seller. Now, as a brand off Amazon, again, it's just about tapping into that market. Amazon knows who we are. They know that I rent, they know that I'm single, they know everything about me. And so as a brand, you get access to all of these new consumers and a platform that knows a lot more about them than I think a lot of other DMPs out there do. So it's all about just, you know, how can we continue to grow your brand and DSP is, Uh, definitely something that a lot of marketers need to be aware of and need to include in their advertising strategy this year and moving forward because it's only going to grow. Um, We've got access to Fire TV Stick, like you mentioned, and Amazon is always adding new ad units and ad features. So it's definitely something we want to make them aware of and get brands to invest in. Love it. One of the things that, you know, I, I really like to do in marketing as part of a digital strategy is thinking think about the total maxed out customer. What is everything that you could eventually sell a customer? And in this case, you know, you've got data on certain things they've bought and you've got data on certain types of uh, demographics and things that they're, they're looking for. But, you know, I, I could see this as being really beneficial um, for uh, targeting with um, additional products and services that they would also be interested in. So one of the last things I want to talk talk about today, which might be the most exciting new development out there and something that we're going to be doing a big webinar on, which we would love to invite everybody to. And if you're watching this in the future after the webinar, it will be something that shows up next on the YouTube. So you can watch uh, the webinar there, but it's going to be on sponsored display. And this is a new targeting ability and it's a big deal. Um, Let's talk about it. Samantha, start, give us a couple of your thoughts on it, and then let's let Jenny kind of end with how it kind of works with the overall strategy, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So sponsored display took over for what was previously called product display ads or PDAs. So this was where we were able to target brands um, and target products on their own detail pages. What Amazon has kind of adapted this to is a way to get brands introduced to display advertising. So what we're able to do on, you know, the ad 
an ad console account is plug in our product and either select to retarget to people who have seen our products and not purchase them, or we're able to target people that have shopped products similar to ours or viewed products similar to ours, um, as well as our, they fall within a certain interest category. So there's a lot of different, you know, when you talk about sponsored display holistically, it's all about just getting brands comfortable with this idea of display advertising. But in the actual ad unit, there are a lot of different features that we can utilize. And typically where we see the best return is with the product targeting sponsored display ads. So that means that we're mm-hmm collecting individual ASINs and going after them, going after consumers that are shopping similar to our products. Um, We don't see as great of a return with the sponsored display retargeting ads if we compare that to your DSP retargeting ads. And the reason for that is really we, we have a lot more levers on the DSP platform. So if you're a brand and you had have the advertising dollars, I recommend you you know, get used to, get comfortable with sponsored display, but your best kind of bet may be to actually move towards DSP. And so that's something that we'll talk about in the webinars. The differences between them, the advantages and kind of when to pick one versus the other, you know, being an Amazon expert in in all of this, I think anytime Amazon releases a new ad unit, you want to try it out. You need to take advantage, figure out, you know, if it can work for you. Some things work a lot better than others, but we've seen some really great results with the sponsored display product targeting more specifically. And in addition to sponsored display in this webinar, we're going to talk about the overall, you know, all the different types of ways you could advertise, what it looks like, and the the right strategy and how to think about the strategic framework for the highest return as well. Jenny, talk to us about a couple other things around sponsored display and why we should be excited about the big webinar coming up. Yeah. And so to Sam's point, sponsored display, it is newer. And what I like to call it over here is like Amazon's new bright, shiny objects they have. So um, with Amazon, you want to be testing out and trying out anything that they're rolling out. It's like, it's almost what we've seen in our experience is like, the more you test out, the more you try things that Amazon is is new or in beta, the more Amazon's going to essentially like reward you. And so sponsored display, it came around, they rolled it out about like in the end of 2019, it was just available to vendors at first. So it was still in that beta mode um, and wasn't fully available to everyone. And then recently Amazon's been making a lot of strides to update and change and really make this a little bit more robust. But as we were saying, it's truly the way to kind of dip your feet in the water when getting into the display realm. If you have a smaller budget, then sponsored display is going to make sense for you. Um, you might not be having the ad dollars that you can allocate to dis- to DSP to make it make sense. So that's where you want to maybe start looking at the retargeting or product targeting if you don't have the larger budgets. However, with us, we do work with Amazon's DSP. Um, If you want to start looking at that, we can do different types of Amazon retargeting for a much lower budget. Um, But still, it's going to make sense again, like I was saying earlier, what are your goals and what does your budget look like? And then we can always help you figure out what's the best strategy for you or what's the best course of action. So in our webinar, we're going to be talking a lot more about this and going much more into depth about, you know, all the different types of targeting within sponsored display. Um, what makes sense, different results that we've seen, but it's definitely something that we think that we need to be keeping our eyes on because as we know, Amazon, it's always changing. It's always updating. Every day you log into Amazon, there's something new in there. 
So um, just from what we've seen in terms of the updates and changes with sponsor display, we think that there's going to be a lot more to come. Awesome. Well, really exciting. We're going to put a ton of work into this deck. So we're excited to see everybody there. Make sure to check it out. Jenny and Samantha, thank you so much for sharing knowledge today and for doing amazing work for clients and, you know, hitting results. I know that they really, really appreciate it. And um, if anybody wants to find out more about Jenny and Samantha, they're both pretty active on LinkedIn. You can also reach out to them at ignitevisibility.com. And uh, thanks so much for your time today. We'll see you soon.